0: The story of WWE's success has always been one of ruthless acquisition. Whether it's Vince McMahon buying up his competition or the more modern phenomenon of stripping the indies of their top talent, the company is the biggest player in the game. Less commonly though, WWE will build a star completely from the ground up. With that in mind, I'm Andrew from What Culture Wrestling and here are 10 WWE wrestlers built to sports entertain. Number 10. The Miz. To say Mike the Miz Miz Annan exceeded all expectations is to put it lightly. A thoroughly modern wrestling story, Miz Annan first gained minor fame on reality show The Real World, then transitioned into the inaugural season of WWE's Tough Enough. Miz finished second, but clearly had a flair for the business and was sent to developmental. From there, his rise has been, if not meteoric, then incredibly consistent, should we say. Miz has eked out a career coming up to 20 years, gaining dozens of championships, a handful of genuinely excellent matches and angles, and a WrestleMania headline berth. Which, yeah, admittedly, that was probably a mistake. Equally important though, Miz has been a priceless tool in WWE's media empire. Built in their image to sell the product on morning TV, dancing with the stars, movies, and more. Is the Miz many fans' favourite wrestler? Not really, no. But as far as the WWE powers that be are concerned, he's indispensable. Number 9. Trish Stratus. Now a Hall of famer, Trish Stratus could hardly have attempted to break into wrestling at a more difficult time. Stratus exceeded expectations from the off with her presence and mic ability and quickly found a way into a major story involving the McMahon's which ended with the unfortunate scene of Vince forcing Trish to bark like a dog but uh, then Trish took to wrestling in earnest. In the era of bras, panties and Jerry Lawler at his horn dog worst on commentary, Stratus staked a claim as the best the women's roster had to offer. If bodies were thin on the ground, she did everything she could to bring up the likes of Molly Holly, Lita, Victoria, and Mickie James to her level of star power. Trish Stratus may not have been hired as a wrestler, but that's absolutely how Trish Stratus will be remembered. Number 8, D-Lo Brown. Oh, you better recognize. Making his WWE presence felt primarily during the Attitude Era, D-Lo Brown was never going to be the most memorable figure, due to his place on the roster and his relative subtlety compared to say, a Steve Austin, a Rock, an Undertaker, Gelo Brown faded somewhat into the scenery. While Brown was never used prominently in WWE, his talent and usefulness didn't go unnoticed by other companies. Perhaps his best run came in the early days of NWA TNA. Gelo came and went from WWE and TNA over the years, most recently having been working backstage in the latter, and even if he didn't show off the technical superiority usually associated with the phrase, the man's a wrestler's wrestler. Number 7. Bianca Belair. There have been plenty of stars in WWE history whom the company have always seen as destined for the top. This doesn't always work. When the hand of the booker is felt too firmly, it can cause fans to revolt and reject the next big thing. With Bianca Belair though, things could hardly have gone better. Belair provided her information to WWE's prospects database and she was swiftly noticed and tapped up by Mark Henry. The accomplished track and field athlete clearly had the physical credentials, but it's Bianca's ability to connect On the mic and in the tiny details that have made her one of the fastest rising stars of recent years she's a proper organic babyface humble and family friendly but not the least bit lame because Bianca Belair feels entirely legitimate what's more she's only getting better number six Randy Orton. Being a second or third generation superstar doesn't guarantee you much in wrestling. What it does get you though is a foot in the door. Cowboy Bob Orton was a high quality heel. Randy Orton though is one of the true superstars of the century to date. One look would tell you that he's made for the business. Gave you in on the main roster. Pressure and expectation was on Orton from the off. And for the most part he soared. Steeped in the business. Randy learned all he could from legends like Ric Flair and Mick Foley. His rise to the top wasn't without its dips, such as an ill-advised babyface run early on, for example, but Randy Orton quickly became a pillar of the company. 20 years after debuting, Randy has basically never been hotter than he was last year. Orton settled into an elder statesman role, and hopefully it won't take long for the viper to recapture that energy and spark when he finally makes his long-awaited return to the ring. Number 5, Brock Lesnar. If a sure thing doesn't exist in wrestling, Brock Lesnar is as about as close as it gets. Scouted from the amateurs, I've winning the NCAA Division 1 Championship, WWE broke the bank to sign up this untested rookie. Suffice to say, this all paid off and then some. In OVW, Lesnar was paired with pal and fellow amateur Shelton Benjamin, and this comfortable moveset helped Brock when he leapt to the main roster. He came to the dance knowing full well he belonged, and before you knew it, Brock was the top dog in no time. Then, he sacked it off to play football, unsuccessfully, and fight in the UFC, very successfully. But when Brock Lesnar returned in 2002, He carried with him a new, even more frightening aura. Brock broke the streak, he destroyed John Cena at Summerslam 2014 and he worked a new super explosive style that, at its best, was unbelievably exciting. Number 4. The Rock. Talking of sure things, back in 1996, a third generation wrestler named Dwayne was brought into the business by Pat Patterson. He had the look, the athleticism, the pedigree he felt can't miss. Which makes it all the more remarkable that WWE nearly completely Ruined him, dressing Dwayne up in zany colours and giving him the gimmick of young man who smiles a lot. Rocky Maivia was roundly rejected by fans. In 1997, though, he re emerged as a smack talking charisma machine, The Rock. And you likely know the rest of the story from there. Rock learned on the job, he's as green as grass in those early pay per view matches, but neither he nor WWE was willing for The Rock to be anything less than an immense success. Number three, Roman Reigns. Talking of dynastic Samoans who didn't with the fans right away, Exhibit B, the Tribal Chief. Reigns found fame as part of the Shield, alongside Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. While the latter two were indie guys with rich histories and a built-in fan base, Reigns was built for WWE, and the fans knew it. When the group broke up, the Hulking company man was always going to get the push over the workhorses, leading to mass fan rejection. It took a global pandemic to fix things here. Roman Reigns went away to take care of his health and his family, and he returned months later, at long last, as uh, a complete with new teeth and a full beard. the violent nasty swaggering reigns we've had ever since has been a masterstroke with his every move feeling newsworthy and his status as the top guy only growing the longer the bloodline saga has played out number two Charlotte Flair if Trish Stratus's timing was unfortunate Charlotte Flair could hardly have started her career in a better moment while the offsprings of Ric Flair have mixed fortunes following in their father's footsteps Charlotte is everything David Flair wasn't as in, athletic, imposing, and most importantly, a natural. Charlotte began in NXT just as a revolution in the women's division was beginning to stir. Tangled with the likes of Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bayley, Natalya, Paige. Flair had the perfect place in which to hone her craft. A common complaint about Charlotte is just how strong her booking is compared to some of her contemporaries. And while there's truth to that, it's hardly surprised the office turns to it on a regular basis. Charlotte just gets it. Taking the best parts of her father's preening arrogance but adding a steely, overachiever's ruthlessness to the act. The Queen is simply one of the most well-rounded stars in the business today, and if she's capable of rubbing people up the wrong way, it's hard to suggest her confidence is anything other than well-earned. Number 1. Kurt Angle. It almost went so horribly wrong. Remember, back in 1996, Olympic champion Kurt Angle paid a visit to ECW. Any blossom thoughts of giving pro wrestling? and a try though were quickly kiboshed when Kurt Angle witnessed Raven crucifying the Sandman. And as such, Angle decided, yeah, this isn't for me, mate. Eventually, though, WWE managed to tempt Kurt to sample their relatively clean product. And from there, a legend began to be born. After just over a year of developmental, Angle hit the big time and demonstrated an astonishing aptitude for the business. The fact that he could do the ring work was no surprise. Kurt Angle's persona was tweaked instead of a babyface babbling on about American values. He was an annoying, pushy heel, though still peddling the exact same stuff. The result was a body of work that can stand against anyone's. WWE didn't have to invest too much to make Angle one of the greatest of all time. They knew a great thing when they had it. So there we have it. 10 talents perfect for the WWE machine. Do you agree? Disagree? Let us know in the comments section below. And while you're here, be sure to like, subscribe, turn those notification bells on, and give us a follow on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You can find myself on there at CultureLeftPair.com but most importantly just make sure you have the best possible day whether you're doing something or whether you're doing absolutely nothing i hope the day goes well for you and if things aren't going so well i really hope things turn around for you as soon as possible i've been andrew Pollard from what culture wrestling and i'll catch you down the road